To say that society owes bread a great debt is the understatement of the century. It is widely believed that the reason we stopped roaming around and started forming villages and communities is because we wanted to cultivate wheat and other grains to make bread. And the history of bread is the history of us. It is the history of how some apes that were wandering around aimlessly developed the world that we see when we look out our window. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and today we're looking into the brief history of bread. For at least 10,000 years, possibly up to 30,000 years, people have been eating forms of bread. The first breads were no more than overcooked gruels and porridges made of wild grains and ground cattail and fern roots that were formed, <coughs> excuse me, that were formed into cakes or small loaves. These were easy to make, baked on hot stones, and easy to carry. They didn't really resemble anything we would consider as bread today, but bread they were. As our love of bread developed, so too, so too did our understanding of agriculture. We began to plant wheat crops, allowing us to stay in one place rather than moving with the seasons. We now had a consistent food source that could be stored for long periods of time. The first ancient breads that we would recognize today were flatbreads similar to pita and tortillas. These date back thousands and thousands of years and were the next step up from gruel breads. However, there still were not leavened breads, as those would come about 7,000 years after flatbreads were introduced. Now, about 10,000 years ago, a grinding stone for wheat called a quern was invented in Egypt. This is when those ancient flatbreads showed up in history. About 2,000 years later, Egypt had developed a system of organized grain production around the Nile River. This led to an abundance of grain and a reliance on bread as a staple of the diet. The Egyptians would often use this bread in trade, which led to it being transported to other developing cultures. This undoubtedly led to these cultures developing their own bread-making techniques. Now, the Egyptians had picked up beer-making from the ancient Sumerians who had come before them, and eventually the Egyptians decided it would be a good idea to use the foam and byproducts of beer-making to add to their bread. Now, this addition to the bread led to the first risen loaves around 3,000 to 5,000 years ago. Eventually it was understood that if bread dough was left to sit for a period of time, it would rise when baked. These doughs were collecting natural yeasts that were floating in the air. Pieces of these doughs would be taken off prior to baking and used in the production of the next day's bread. Now, anyone with any amount of bread baking experience may recognize this as the process for making sourdough bread. This process has remained largely unchanged since it was first developed and perfected about four and a half thousand years ago. Up until the 20th century, there was only really one major change to bread, and that came over a long period of time in the form of the refinement of flour. Better grinding tools were developed, and sifters were invented, and this led, this led to more refined and whiter wheat. For most of history, the whiter the flour, the better it was considered. White, highly refined flours were reserved for the rich and well-to-do while the plebs got whole grains. In the latter half of the 20th century, this flipped as our understanding of nutrition developed. Now the, whole, the more whole grains and the less refined the flour, the more expensive the bread is. White, highly refined breads are reserved for the poor and lower classes. At least that's the perception. Now, at the turn of the 20th century, commercial yeast had really hit its stride and was being produced in large quantities. This led to easier and more consistent bread production. Over the next hundred years, bread production would become highly mechanized. The flour used for bread production became even more refined than it had previously been. This highly refined flour was stripped of most of its vitamins and nutrients, and so they were added back into the dough later in the form of chemical additives. On top of this, preservatives were added to the bread to allow for longer shelf life. 
Near the end of the 20th century, a return to the old ways of making bread had begun in small bakeries around the world. Whole grains, less refined flours, and different types of flours were being used in bread production. These artisan breads continue to be produced today, but they are the exception rather than the rule when it comes to bread production. Now, most breads produced today are still those highly refined nutrient-deficient white loaves that only have existed for a hundred years or so. I would assume that as time progresses and our understanding of nutrition improves, these white breads will all but be phased out. Possibly the whole commercial bread industry will be phased out due to the fact that the breads which humans have been surviving off forever, the breads that have developed the societies that we live in, and these breads do not do well with machines. They don't do well with it when mass produced. And so I foresee a return to more community bakeries creating more and more artisan breads that resemble the breads of our ancestors. You know, uh, modern society and the Industrial Revolution brought us a really good, a lot of really good things. But at the same time, there are some things that maybe we shouldn't mess with, like you know, 10,000 years of bread history changing in 100 years. And anyway, I'm not gonna rant about it too much. I'm going to stop there so I don't go too crazy. Anyway, I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, and today we've been looking at the brief history of bread. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like and subscribe and rate this podcast. You can even tell your friends about it. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you really, really like this podcast, you can become a patron of mine on patreon.com forward slash Ben Kelly Cooks. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help to support this podcast and all the other things that I do to help people learn about food and cook more. Um, yeah, have a great Thursday, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow uh, as we're finishing off our second part of everything I know about Chinese food, which should be exciting. Have a great Thursday. I'll see you then.